What up, peeps? It's your girl, Life Strategist KG. Happy whatever day it is when you're listening to this. Thank you for joining me today for my podcast, Growing and Glowing with KG. Um, today, we're going to be talking to author, survivor, motivator, Estella Dior. So, I hope that for you, you are inspired by this podcast, that she gives you something to aspire to based off of her story and to connect you with the stories and the people that will help motivate you to the next level of your life. Stay tuned. Thank you for joining. Let's get it. All right, peeps, this is your girl, Life Strategist KG. Um, you're here with Girl, Grow Through It. And I'm here with Estella Dior. She is an author, a mother, a speaker. Um, and Estella has an amazing story that she's going to share with us um, about some of the challenges that she had to grow through in life, the lessons that she's learned, and how those things helped her to be who she is today. Hi, Stella. Hey there. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. Tell the peeps a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and give us a little background about your story. <laughs> well, 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 you know it's Corona time. I don't want to tell them too much. No, let me stop. <laughs> well, hello, everyone. As she already stated that I am a mother, um, it's so much to say. Because just through prayer and patience, you know, I've had several life trials and perseverance that I had to get through. But being an author, being a mom, being an advocate, and just being human, you grow through, as Miss um, Kendra just said, so much in life. But I'm a firm believer that if God brings us to it, he's going to take us through it. And it may sound so cliche, but... um. I am an advocate. I also, um, I have a deep passion for neglected and lost hurting people. And I'm on a mission for outreach and evangelism that, you know, that really my mission is to help others know that their past does not determine their future. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So tell us about the kids. So how many, you, you, said, you said how many kids you have? Well, I didn't say, but I'm a mother of six. I have two generational kids. I, I say two generational, but you'll know on through the ages. I have four boys and two girls. My oldest is a young man. He's 25. My daughter is 24. I have a 22-year-old, 21, 11, and 8. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm also the CEO of the We Network. Um, I also am the founder of Estella Dior Ministry. It was created to enhance the empower to uplift individuals that have been through similar trials and testimonies in their life to know that if you was tried by the fire, you went through that test to have a testimony. And through pursuing my destiny, like I was just speaking, I didn't know that my voice was my passion. I've been um, featured on several national stages, um, heard on national 
platforms, and I'm just grateful for that. I've been on various national radio appearance, also featured in Paisley Magazine and Ebony, um, and also the Miami Times. So I'm just humble and grateful and honored to be here with you all today. Okay, so tell us about, that's good. So we're going to give a hand clap. So we're going to stop there. Six kids, like you said, and now in two generations, you got your older adults, and then you have the younger kids. That has to be challenging enough because, shoot, mm -hmm. you was almost done, then you started over. You're going to start over again. We're going to get a third generation. Oh, no. no. <laughs> this is it. But I'm yeah. sure that even within that, you've learned different lessons for the older kids to the younger kids. What is something that you can say that you appreciate about having the two different generations of children? Um, I one would say, and then I am a grandmother. I did neglect to mention that a lovely, happy <laughs> grandmother. But what I would mention that I've learned from both was how to align real issues <laughs> that was packed and proven. So I tell people my track record alone in parenting speaks for itself. Because of course, when I had the older one or became an older mother, I was a teenage mother myself. So you know the saying, babies raising babies. But as you get older and you get, you know, you develop wisdom and you learn different things, you know, like the elders say, when you know better, you do better. Mm -hmm. So now I know how to be a mother. Mm. and I was a parent now I know how to be a mother everyone knows how to be nurturing you know how to be caring but when you are a teenage mom life is not given with a road map so through the trials and tribulations that you go through because six kids could be raised in one household and each child is going to have their own characteristics we as parents only could hope and pray that they make better choices and wiser decisions so what I've learned through it all is just that you got to continue to depend on Jesus. Yeah, amen. That's the truth. I always say that the older your children get, the more you're on your knees praying. Yes, yes, Nobody yes. will keep you on your knees more than, than a child. Listen, because when they young, they tug on our clothes. Like they'll walk by you and they pulling on your shirt, pulling on your dress. But when they get older, they tug on your heart. Mm -hmm. So you are absolutely correct by that one. That's so true. So I'm sure that life is busy, you know, with the family. Um, and like you said, you have a beautiful grandbaby. So congratulations. I've seen her. She's absolutely beautiful. And I'm sure you're enjoying her. Um, but tell me about, tell us a little bit about, you mentioned the um, We Network and Estella Dior Ministry. So what do you do in both of those entities? Well, oh goodness, how could I, how could I say it and break it down so that you could get a full, clear picture of it? Because sometimes, you know, you don't want to toot your own horn or whatever it is. Girl, but toot with, your horn. You, if you work, <laughs> if you put in the work, toot your horn. <laughs> we hope it's um, actually a men, men, mental health awareness education pro, and program that brings substance abuse awareness for children and adolescents and family that has been through different things and how we do that is through support counseling like career counseling is mentorship programs 
domestic violence victim support because the women that come through the organization have been through so much. But the most fun part of it, and I would say the realistic part is being able to I think we hold on, we're miss it's going out. We're we're losing you a little bit. So no, it's still those is spotty. Spotty. Okay. You can hear me better now? I can hear you better now. Okay. Um what part was I leaving so out? So go back to it's a mental health and then start there um yeah with the substance abuse and everything in addition and we have a job readiness workshop every second saturday it'd be held at the local library but of course we haven't been able to have that because you know the <laughs> the covid and all that trying to take over but i just help the girls and the women to know that maintaining a positive attitude and building work history will complete any task that you're setting yourself forth to do with Estella Dior Ministries um, is something that was definitely spoke upon me. And when God gave me that vision, when I would tell you <laughs> that I tried to run, duck, hide, slide, and get by, it was it would definitely be the truth. But Estella Dior Ministry right now is online and it's hosted through live and workshops on um just evangelizing, telling people about what thus says the Lord. And I also have a prayer call. It's hosted every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I had to get in a place until I heard from God to release it to the public. And it's so profound because the first one that's going to be publicly allowed for others to be on is going to be the first Monday in June, which would be June 2nd, I believe, that first Monday in June. So that's very exciting. It's myself and my um, prayer partner, Miss Evangelist Deaconess Portia um, Dorsey. So it's just been a journey, and I'm I'm just thanking God for allowing me, for choosing me. Okay, well that sounds amazing. It sounds like you're doing a lot of, of serving with both of those. Um, ministries it sounds like you're serving the people who need service the most you know people who are dealing with mental health providing people services and resources to better themselves better their lives and to better their spiritual lives so that's a lot so i'm sure you're pouring a lot out of yourself giving to others Absolutely. tell us a little bit about um your story you know we want to know your journey what got you to this point of, of being being a vessel of a vessel and God using you because everybody has a story so tell us yours <laughs> wow 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 I, I started off by telling people that I never knew women would be breaking glass ceilings I never knew that and not only that I never imagined that I will be one of those women. You know, I tell people that real issues proven by my track record, packed with experience of being an empowered speaker, you know, a degree from the master for surviving life challenges, 
you know, my inspiring topics that I speak on and everything, it really puts us in a place, well, myself, that I could speak of, because I could only speak for me. And I know while overcoming some of life's biggest trials and tribulations, such as molestation, rape, being homeless, you know, um, going to federal prison, I look back at my accomplishments and I say, God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you because I could sit back now and say that I've achieved being um, a writer, a published author, gaining over five years experience. You know, it's just unique situations that complicate real life, but being a vessel that's able to uplift and empower others to know that their past does not determine their future is what put a smile on my face. And I will share and be very transparent. You know, others say I wouldn't be able to do it. I couldn't do it. And being a person that is diagnosed being dyslexic is very hard. But I thank God that he brought people in my path that was able to help birth that vision. And, you know, just to give hats off and top. And I don't ever think I ever publicly done that because it never came to. I would definitely like to thank you, Ms. Garcia, because you was the one who put my first book together to bring that story out and to birth the vision that I had. So I thank you for that. I, I truly thank you from the bottom of my heart. And you know, it's just that vision. You're welcome. You're welcome. Definitely. I think that, you know, that was, so that was all God. I know, oh that, God. Was, I know that was all God. So I was happy to be a part of it. And now, you have another story. So tell us about that. Okay. Um, my new book is entitled You Are Destined to Survive. And with that, um, everybody say, is it about your life? And I tell them, I say, no. <laughs> no. I say, it's so ironic because God gave me both titles when I was on my way to um, self-surrender for federal prison. But you Were Destined to Survive is a unique collaboration of women that I encountered while I was in federal prison. Now, in the beginning, it tells about my indictment because that's what's going to lead up into my story. But let me share some with you that's so crazy. And Kendra, you definitely probably didn't catch this because you um, didn't think about it. And I don't know what made us in... Well, what made you in Diary of a Street Princess as I was going to jail? You ever thought about that? Mm -mm. You ended that book, Kendra. You would have to go back through your emails and through the notes and read how that story, how that book ended. It ended as I was going to jail. And at that time when we wrote the book, I didn't have no indictment. That wasn't going on or anything. So I was like, Lord, did we write this into existence? I know. You know what? I think I did think about that actually after the fact. Mm -hmm. Because and so we're speaking on something that we haven't addressed. So we'll we'll go back and cover the first okay. book, Diary of a Street Princess, so that people can have some context about what we're talking about. But I did think that initially when you know you first started to go through your indictment, I was like, This is crazy how fiction is becoming life. Yes. But that yes. also goes to the power of the tongue. That's it. 
That's be, it. Be and careful what you put out in the universe. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I am a firm believer that life and death lies in the power of the tongue. And um, I met a such unique, powerful, and tenacious young lady. Her name is Rebecca Garrett. And um, because I never had actually heard it in that context of calling manifesting. And she began to show me things. And you know, one thing about me, if a person could show me something and it's written and I can definitely learn from it, it's something that I'm definitely gonna hold on to and grow with. So I thank her for that. But um, within the story, it's just, you know, like I said, a collaborations that gonna take you on a, a journey because it talks about molestation rate, teenage pregnancy, depression. It talks about so much that going on the journey of survival, the women in the story have not only survived some of the most horrific traumas, it's just so much that they have faced in life that others may have given up. Others may have given up. And it was so profound that once I connected and had those encounters to able to share those women's stories, I was able to relate. Because a lot of people don't know, I, you know, I, I, well, I don't say suffer. I've been diagnosed with mental illness. Um, definitely fall under the category of molestation and being raped and teenage pregnancy. Um, so every story in the book, I can relate. I can relate. And I say, I don't know if that's why God selected me to be the person to write or whatever, but it's so much. It was so much. Okay, so let's talk about <clears throat> in all of that. Um, so let's go back and let's address the Diary of the Street Princess. Diary of the Street Princess is Estella Dior's. Estella Dior's. And mm-hmm. um, it's um, fictional story that's loosely based off of her life um and yes. so it's the first book that book was released when 2010 or 11 2013 2013 when 2013 2013 oh wow so the book was released 2013 is the book still available for purchase if people wanted to go and check it out they could get the book off of Amazon, yes. Okay. So you can get the book off of Amazon. And in the book, um, the young lady is going through a lot of shit. And just to be frank with you, like, she put herself in a lot of situations that in turn put her in a lot of positions where she had to make some hard decisions. And I say it's loosely based off of Estella's life because Estella went through some similar situations and had to make some hard decisions. And um, in the new book, will um, you talk about that more openly and be more transparent about that? Yes, yes, absolutely I do. And it's so crazy. Now, Daphne of a Street Prince, remember every story in that book is the story that actually happened. We Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we got to be real with these people. <laughs> it, it happened. The only thing that we didn't write it was in, in chronological order. Right, right, so right. So right. that's why we say loosely about my life. But people was like, 
fella, you did rob that boy. I was like, girl, no, I didn't. That wasn't me. But, you know, when you write things and you telling it at the time when we were writing that story, because, Kendra, you may not even realize this, but you was the reason, not only the, the writer behind that, you were the one that pushed me, was like, you need to tell this story. You need to do this. I remember we was on the phone and I was actually telling you about <laughs> I'm not going to say his name now because everybody know him by my son's father. And you was like, Dad, for real? And we were talking and you was like, you need to write this. And I was like, what? And you was like, let me write it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that conversation, but I remember it verbatim, very vividly. You was like, let me write it. And that's exactly what you did. When I told you the story, you turned it into a phenomenal piece. Thank oh, you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, but it was your your story, and it was definitely, it was crazy. Like, y'all, if you could hear some of these stories, it's wild to believe that one person went through so much. Um, but I feel like we don't go through anything by chance. We go through yeah. everything. We go through, you know, of course, there's a path outlined for us. It's the path that you're going to go through some stuff. There's going to be some challenges. But um, for the most part, that path is laid out and it should be, a, you know, easily traveled. But then, yes. then we have options and we make decisions that take us down another path that leads to the same end goal right? Both paths go to the same place, but that other path, we make the decisions that takes us down a road that a lot of times creates a lot of challenges in our lives, a lot of heartache, stress, anxiety, because of the decisions that we make. That's right. And God leads us down each path, depending on Mm -hmm. the decisions that we make. And it's up to us to get the lessons so that we don't repeat the challenges that we have to go through along the way. And when we don't get the lessons, we repeat the cycles. So after going through all of that, the indictment that happened in your life, going to federal prison, having to mother your kids from a distance, I'm sure that was extremely hard because I couldn't imagine as a mother not being with my children every day and seeing them. And then you don't have any control over the lessons that they're getting and who's teaching them what about life. How did you manage that while in federal prison and keep your sanity and focus on this book? Because we forgot to mention that this book all came about while Estella was in federal prison. Yes, yes, yes. Well, one thing I would say, um, I love to be transparent and I have to be because you never know what a next person is going through and be able to hold on and grab hold of that rope to pull themselves out of that dark hole. I will first say when I um was on that three and a half hour drive to Tallahassee Federal Prison, I was devastated. One, I was terrified. Not knowing what to expect, how to get there or what I'm gonna do. So within all that, close your eyes and just imagine that you're facing an obstacle and circumstances that you have no control over. So we all know that a mother is a matriarch of the household. So you take a mother and a father that both are facing federal time 
and all you know as a mom is you're being you're about to be taken away from your children you have four children that are still in high school and you have two toddlers it was a situation that no no amount of time or no amount of prepping would have been able to prepare me for that so Entering into that federal prison, you know, I even considered taking my life. I just wanted to give up, just wanted to throw it all away until I had to go back to something my mama always used to tell me. If God be for you, who could be against you? So I remember going inside and saying, God, I need you. I can't do this by myself. And if you don't come along and take this role, Lord, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this and hold on and I'm ready to end it. So I found myself talking to myself a lot of night and God showed me how to open up, how to ask for help, because that was something that I suffered with for so long. You know, I don't know, was it from the trauma, everything that I had experienced and been through, but I, it was always a problem where I felt like I had to be so strong. I couldn't show any vulnerability. I had to be this her. So it allowed me to be vulnerable. It allowed me to be gracefully broken, if I will say so. So um, on a parenting tip, it's so crazy because I actually helped the prison come up with something for parenting. Because just because you make a mistake and you go to prison, that doesn't mean that you're not a parent. So what I came up with every week, Four times out of the week, I would call my kids. We would do, we would go over. First, I had to create the homework to send home to them because I just wasn't going to count on the school system to do it. So I would generate little math problems, generate little sentences, generate little things, and I would send them home to the two toddlers. Of course, the ones that were in high school, you know, I had to hope and depend and count on them for knowing they work and wanting to do better. And they did. I thank God they did for the two small ones. That's what I did. And I got on the phone every day and I talked to them on the days that I could and and created that rapport that, listen, I'm still mama. So that was a part on parenting. The part of holding it all together was just like I said, it was nothing but the grace of God. It's not cliche. I'm not going to sit up here and act like I was so holy and did not know. I wanted to tear, I wanted to give the hell up. You hear me? So it I was through the grace imagine. of God. It was through the grace of God. Okay. So God, that your faith was the foundation, it sounds like, that helped you hold it together. And in the Absolutely. midst of that, you found a purpose while in prison. And that yeah. purpose was to help other parents, create a parenting program, help other parents. Um, and also from prison, you were still being a parent, like you said, right? Yeah. And providing tools and resources to, at the best of your ability at that time, yeah. to help with the younger children. Yeah. And then everybody had to pull together as a family to help mm -hmm. um, in your absence. How do you think that that impacted your children the kids being gone um i know um at the time when you went in prison as you stated well i don't know if you stated this or not but i know you said that they, their father was also facing a similar situation but when you went in prison you went in prison as a married a wife mm -hmm. with six yeah. kids yeah. when you came out of prison 
tell us what that looked like. Well, when I came home from prison, of course, you were still married, but it very well was separation. And I had to deal with everything that had been piled onto the Stella that was fabricated before I went to prison. And if I elaborate that on a little bit, let me say, and that's what I tell in the book, a um, piece in there, knowing your place in the household, knowing how to be a wife. Because a lot of us, we be like praying, God, send me my Boaz, send me my man, send me this. But are you prepared to be that virtuous woman? Are you equipped to be what God called you and will have you to be? And at the time, Stella wasn't. Because I was very verbally abusive to that man. Um, just just doing me. Just doing me, basically. Living life, one word about him. So when the situation that he chose arose, I had to go back and look at the last 13 years of how Stella operated and treated this marriage. Now, was it hurtful? Yes. But to come home and find out that your husband was having an affair... And not only having an affair, he had gone walked away from the house, left everything, left the older four kids, only took his younger kids to you be getting stories that the children were being mistreated and everything like that, that it wasn't being properly taken care of. So those were things that I had to come home and face and deal with to put the pieces back together to transition back to my life becoming whole again. What impact did it have on the older kids having to take on um, a lot of the responsibility of the household and seeing all of this transpire while you were away? Now, that is the part that is to be un unseen yet or unspoke because each one of them feels they don't need therapy. But it's so crazy because my um I'm filming now for my new show and we film May 24th. And it's going to be a question that I know it's going to be addressed so i have a therapist on standby because as a whole to sit down and deal with the issues we haven't but it definitely mentally and emotionally affected the children and you can tell by their lifestyle now by the actions and things that were going on because the older four it was a point in time that they were homeless and people look at it and be like well how when you had this big house in this i said certain situations again that if you do not have control over, there's nothing you can do. That's when I really had to know, as a little girl, you know, we get in there and coming up a teenager, young adult, when they telling you that serenity prayer. But that's when I really had to hold near to that and say, God, grant me the courage to accept the things that I cannot change, but the wisdom to know the difference. So I had to hold on to that had to hold on to that and stand firm on that and that's what was able to give me peace that what was able to give me comfort okay and so that's something like you said that hasn't been addressed yet but you know that there's something there that hasn't been spoken and um she's filming her new show um and what's the name of the show life after it's a it's Stella Dior tv life after Stella Dior TV, Life After, and that's something that um, you're hoping that they will be able to speak on and, and, and share their thoughts and feelings on how that impacted them. Absolutely, absolutely. The show is, um, my story will be one of the highlighted stories, but it's not only based about me. 
because I want others to be able to have a release, to know how to be free. And it's not all about life at the federal prison. Any type of trauma, any type of trial, tribulation, or hard time that a person has overcome, like I've interviewed people that has lost their mom, that has lost their dad, that has been through um, domestic violence, because I have been a victim of that. I've interviewed women that has beat breast cancer. I've interviewed women that um, have overcome a terrible divorce. So as anything that's you have overcame, you know, just to speak on life after. So that's the vision in the um, platform for the show. Oh, sounds amazing. I cannot wait to watch it. Definitely will be tuning in. Um, so y'all, we are getting ready to wrap up here. But before we do, the theme of this podcast is to talk about life challenges, things that we go through. And to talk about how we can grow th through them instead of going through them. Because when you go through something, it's something happening to you. But when you grow through something, it's something happening for you. So in all that you've been through, can you tell us what is the one takeaway that you took away from everything that can be used as um, something to help people grow through all of the challenges that you mentioned today and even more in life? What's one thing, one, one piece of advice you can give? One piece of advice that I would give is to one there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom. To another, you may get a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to one. So what I would say is we're all one body serving one God. So my mission and my voice would be to them would be no matter what a person says or life bring to you, their only power is your reaction. And just remember your past does not determine your future. That is amazing. Yes, 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 yes. So hand claps to you. Thank you for joining me today. Tell the people about the new book. Where can they get it? Where can they follow you at? How can they connect with Estella Dior? Okay, they can connect with me and via social media on my Instagram, my Facebook. Everything is Estella Dior or Princess Estella Dior. Now, that's a shame I shouldn't know them. But we're just going to go with Estella Dior. It's E-S-T-E-L-L-A-D-I-O-R. They can go on my website, which is www.officialestelladior.com. Um, they also could reach out if they're looking for a speaker or a person to host or anything. They definitely can book me through the website on that as well. They could get my book off of Amazon and it's entitled, You Were Destined to Survive. They could order the book for myself personally and those are the ways that they could reach out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So you heard it from her. The social media is Estella Dior. And I'll have links as well. So Estella Dior, connect with Estella Dior on Instagram, Facebook. Y'all, she got a TikTok now. The TikTok be lit. <laughs> Hilarious. The kids, um, are they make debuts in the TikTok. Um, yes. So I'm sure that's something fun that you've been doing. And shouts out to my son, Markel Washington. He is the TikTok legend. He had, he's been verified on that. He has over 2 million followers. 
and I'm just grateful for him and his success. And that's what's opened the door for, for us. And I'm thankful for that. Yes. Shout out to him. Young man doing big things. He's hilarious too. I've seen a lot of his videos. So he is definitely hilarious. And he, he has a great following on Instagram, TikTok. And now y'all, he started a YouTube page. Um, yeah. The Estella Dior TV, that's going to be available on YouTube. Is that right? Yes. Okay, so that's where you'll be able to find the new show that's coming up, Life After. Okay, so you guys make sure you connect. Thank you for joining us today, and y'all keep growing. Go. What? What do I say? Keep growing and glowing. That's it. All right, peeps. Thank you for joining me today for today's podcast. Thank you for hanging with your girl, Life Strategist KG. Your time is valued. It does not go unappreciated. So I value you. I thank you for tuning in, listening to me rant, and hopefully give you some valuable tools and some valuable lessons that you can implement into your own life to create the change that you want to see and the change that you want to be. So look forward to next next week's um, podcast like I said in this season I'm going to be doing weekly podcasts so um, look out for that join me for that in the meantime focus on what am I supposed to learn in this season don't focus on what's happening around you and all the chaos no get to yourself pray about it if you believe in that um, and ask for guidance and ask what should I be learning in this season, right? Whatever you're going through it, don't go through it, grow through it. All right. So thank you guys for glowing and growing with your girl, Life Strategist KG today. I hope you guys join me. I'll talk to you next week. Peace.